so what's going on everybody this is the specifist and i'm going to be going i don't know if i um if you haven't seen the last episode i did i'm going to be going into things in a wider kind of way here um slowly working my way through uh certain things and so to try and get this whole thing started i want to do a few different episodes i might do them today i might what i might end up doing is doing like certain segments or something along these lines and then or either i'll do certain the segments and then just keep building on those segments as time goes on. Or I will do the episode if it comes out well or if it doesn't. I'll, I'll write the uh, episode down and the ideas in it and whatnot. And then try it again in a better way. Either way, I'm going to be doing different episodes on different things here. Because this is a... This, is a, this whole entire project... So, for those who may not know, this podcast was actually originally started to support my original YouTube channel, which was called uh, The Wisdom, I think it was called The Wisdom Matrix at the time, and so I titled it The Wisdom Matrix Insights and Thoughts. And it became a sort of extension of that. I sort of deepened the understandings gained and, and talked about in the episode, the YouTube episodes. And then eventually that the podcast became the uh, the main source of episodes that I would do. But mainly, you know, talking about the same things. You know, most like things about meditation and spirituality and self-help and all these growth topics. And then expanding into deeper topics, you know, going into philosophy, philosophy, philosophical topics and things like this. And eventually going into a deeper, more structural uh, um, sort of system that I use to, to make episodes that are more principled, more based on a sort of structural look at, at things. And so in this episode and in the following episodes, I'm going to be going into this much deeper here. We're gonna be going into different things. And I'm going to try not to be too descriptive with it at first because it is something that I'm gonna build up over time until eventually I can get to the such a level where you can understand what I'm going into very quickly uh, without me having to deliver too much information. So first, I think the first thing I want to do is make an episode on poverty versus crime here. This is my first, this is going to be the episode that we're doing today. Um, and this is a very important point because a lot of people get this idea that crime is something that happens because of poverty. Poverty creates more criminals. But actually, it's the other way around. Criminals, crime, creates more poverty. And if you if you think about it a little bit harder than 
you know, the common myth and misconception about poverty creates crime, you would see why this is. Um, and if I remember, there was a, uh, this is a Psychology Today argument uh, article that goes into this pretty well. And I will try and remember to link it if I remember to look for it. Because uh, it's very good. It was very... Uh, it, it went to, into the, this this um, topic very well, in my opinion. It was very concrete. Uh, and went into it to such a degree that you were able to kind of give, get the picture without having to have too much detail. So... Many people think that poverty creates crime. Now, there's a book that I'm reading right now going into about a bunch of myths about criminals and things. It's it's very interesting so far. And it's brought some insights about stage-rich spiral dynamics, which I might do an episode on, on in the future. But one of the big myths, I think, that people <clears throat> have believed at this is that poverty creates more crime. But this is actually untrue. It's actually the opposite. See, one of the one of the mistakes that you can easily make, and this is something that I might do an episode on in the future, is that what you'll do, what people will do, is they'll kind of look backwards and assume that the way that things are is the way that it was created. Meaning that you'll see, like, you'll see, for instance, you might see uh, a situation where a child is acting really badly and the parents are frustrated and things like this. And you'll assume that the parents are to blame because the parents are frustrated and are taking it out on their kids without realizing that perhaps the child was the way this way before the parents became frustrated and acted this way. And so you'll kind of look backwards and see, uh, because you don't see the entire story, uh, because you don't kind of look forwards in that, in that way, you don't see how this could, how this kind of happens. And so in this, and this is exactly what's happening here. You're looking at a poverty-stricken area that seems to have a lot of crime, um, and you're going, okay, so poverty creates crime, but because, <coughs> sorry, because you're, you're kind of looking at it backwards, you're seeing it wrong. It's actually the opposite way. And so I want to give you a, a very descriptive sort of story to, to kind of go along with this, to help you see why this is true. So imagine a person who is in a a poor neighborhood, you know, gets a job or, you know, whatever, and, and does hard work till eventually he or she builds it and creates it, um, a business. You know, he has to or she has to. They, they Basically, they have to, you know, uh, rent a place, set it all up, you know, buy the chairs and the equipment needed to build this business up. And one day somebody comes and robs this person, this business of the equipment that's there, whatever that is, right? That person is now poor and so now has to find some way of recuperating their losses. And perhaps they even are in the red and they they can't make up the losses. And so they become poor. And so their neighborhood becomes poor as a result. Um, and so 
one of the things that might happen as well because this happens is that insurance premiums go up in a certain neighborhood because of these crimes, which increases the poverty. And it's not necessarily the insurance company's fault because, like, the insurance company is taking a loss as well. So if you're, you're, let's say you go into an area as a criminal and you break windows or whatever, right? That means somebody has to pay for those windows, which means they they cannot pay for something else that they had they had in mind that they wanted to pay for, whatever that might be. Um, but not only this happens, also what ends up happening is that this become this um, is something that insurance companies kind of look out for. They see this kind of thing, and if this kind of thing rises in this certain neighborhood, the premiums will go up which increases the poverty, which increases this problem. And so, poverty doesn't create crime. Crime creates poverty, typically speaking. Um, if, we, if you want to ask what creates crime, that's a long story. Uh, it has to do, and most, and, and, uh, and basically comes down to spiral dynamics data, in my, in most, in my opinion. Um, and I will. I would. I want. I want to make an episode about this because it's very important to understand stage red. Um, you know this kind of thing is very deeply something that I think all people could benefit from if they understood what's really going on here with this kind of situation. Um, you know, poverty, crime. What's really going on here? So, anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode. Again. And I will talk to you on the next episode. So I decided to go deeper with this episode since uh, it was it wasn't very long, so I wanted to make it a little bit longer. Um, kind of going more structural into this discussion of crime creating poverty, and not the other way around. So imagine you're an insurance company, right? Imagine that you oversee a certain area and you're a certain kind of manager of this area of insurance. You know, you you are not the manager of an entire company, but you somehow oversee an entire area, maybe a city, whatever it is, right? So in one area, it's a very nice area, and in this area, there's very little crime. Um, maybe there's a lot of businesses and stuff, but there's not as much crime. You know, those, is that going to influence how you pursue that area? Are you going to charge less or more? The answer is you're going to be charging probably a little bit less than you would in a crime-ridden area because you're not going to be concerned that this area is going to be robbed as much. It still may happen, and you're you know, might have to cover for that if it does happen, but it's not going to be as frequent, you know, based on statistics of that local area. Uh, And so because of that fact, um, that area can also afford more things. 
because it's not being robbed of its money. It's not being robbed of its resources by criminals who are mostly in stage red. And so you, being this insurance company, is mainly concerned with profits, right? We can argue over whether that's ethical or not, but to a certain extent, there really is no choice, honestly. Like, you can't make a, make a company that's not concerned with profits. Like, you can mitigate that to a certain extent. You can help and, and make that more ethical, and you can charge more reasonable rates and not, you know, gouge people and whatnot. But, you know, profit is how you make money and how you help others make money. You know, because the profit not only helps you because you're getting money from the company, but it also helps the company because maybe the company wants to expand and help more people with insurance. And so profit is not some evil thing that a lot of people want to tell you it is. It can be over-exploited, don't get me wrong, and it, there is a problem with that. The profit in itself is not a problem. And anyways, so... This arid area is nicer because there's less crime. It looks nicer, which means there's probably going to be more customers in this area because there's no broken windows for the most part. You know, all those problems are in other areas. And so because of that, this area gets more money put into it because of this fact. And so you have this other area, right? You're... A worker in this insurance company you see this other area you see that there's a bunch of crime going on there you see there's a lot of broken windows you see that the shops are you know, dingy because they can't afford to fix all these problems that these criminals are causing <sighs> what are you going to do are you going to even bother uh, offering any service uh, any insurance service for for uh for this per, for this area because of the very fact of the massive amount of robberies and crimes that are happening in this area, whether you want to agree that this is good or bad or whatever, it is what it is. You can't avoid having a business without making some kind of profit. Um, but even beyond this. What is the regular public going to think, right? Let's say you have a business. Let's say you give those two scenarios again, right? This one business is in a nicer area. And this other business is not in the nicest area and has more crime and has more problems. Where are customers going to go to more, right? They're going to go to the nicer area, the, the area they're known, they know they're not going to get robbed. Or if they do get robbed, it's not going to be as often, as common uh, as it would be in this other area area and so that drives profits away from these businesses as well <laughs> and so it's like a never-ending repeating it's like a never-ending repeating cycle it just keeps repeating itself poverty created crime which created or crime created poverty which created more poverty which you know intensify the, the problem because the criminals uh, you know they were 
you know, doing all this to these, these poor businesses and these poor people who were just trying to make a living and they were doing things for other people. They were helping people in, in a general kind of way. Even if they were making a profit, you're still, if you're selling like a battery, your profit is some, some evil term anymore for people because people are getting kind of caught up in, in a stage green. And there's some value to that, don't get me wrong. But uh, honestly, there's a place and a time for it. But because people have been so uh, dogmatistic about profits, they don't see that without profits, you know, the world can't really go on the way it's going on. And so you are like in the situation that you're in. You can't make any money. What are you going to do? Are you going to stay in this area? Are you incentivized to, to stay in this area? You know, if you can move, can you? Will you move? You know, probably if you can afford it, you're going to move because it's no longer affordable to live in an area that's called that's uh, known for crime and robberies and all these other problems that are happening in these areas. Which is what ends up happening, and that ends up causing more problems for those areas. Um, because crime creates poverty. Poverty doesn't come from crime. Poverty isn't something that creates more crime necessarily. You know, there are many areas in, in the United States and other areas that are poor that don't have the same amount of area of crime that other areas do. You can think of like a certain area like this. You can think of many areas like this. But you might get a stereotype that says something like, oh, homeless people are, you know, on drugs or they're, you know, criminals or whatever, or they're you know, poverty stricken. You know, that's not always going to be the case. It depends on the area, depends on the crimes, depends on what's going on. Um, and not everybody in that area is going to be in that situation, in that, in that camp, necessarily. So, anyways, hope you enjoyed that little structural episode, and I will get to you on the next one.